Pusher the Or podcast can be way episode 452. Steve Schme here and the Ricky V Rock. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, so this one we're gonna have a preview. Uh, we're gonna do a little intro here before we get into and play you guys the episode. Uh, Rick did an interview with uh, my good friend on the forums, Dylan G Man Jamelli. And in this interview, he picks Dylan's brain. Dylan's one of the most uh, knowledgeable guys on SARMs. He's been working really, really hard uh, doing videos and, and writing a lot of stuff on SARM. So if there's anyone to interview, it's going to be him in, in the industry. Um, he loves SARMs. He's been using them for a decade, and he, uh, he knows a lot about them. So you got into YK11 and some other SARMs with, with Dylan. Tell us a little bit about, why don't you preview a little bit before we uh, start the show. Yeah, so um, YK11 and RAT140 are two SARMs that have really been interesting to me, uh, two of the newer ones on the scene in you know, comparison to relative to the other ones that, that we know. And I wanted to learn more about them myself. So I set, set up a quick interview with Dylan um, and we went over YK11, RAT140, the differences, the benefits, how they work. Um, it was episode number 34 and 35 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. But for evolutionary, I'm just going to put it together into one episode, one shot. And, uh, you know, we're going to listen to it now, Steve. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ricky V. And you're listening to episode number 34 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And today, we're going to talk to Mr. Dylan Jamelli about YK11 and Rad140. But before we get started with that interview, I want to tell you guys about my brand new product called Entutransoderm. Now, Entutransoderm is a topical cream you apply to your shoulders. You can apply it to other body parts as well for different results, but mainly the shoulders to increase testosterone levels. Entutransoderm has several ingredients. One of them is the hydroepiandrosterone. It is suspended in a topical emulsion that you apply right on the skin. Typically, you apply it to the shoulders just as you would a testosterone gel like, say, Exiron or Testim or Androgel. The hydroepiandrosterone that is contained in Entutransoderm is a precursor to the biosynthesis of testosterone in your body. When applied directly to this area of your skin, it increases your anabolic age. It becomes very noticeable very quickly. Because the dehydroepiandrosterone suspended in entutransoderm is an emulsion, then it passes directly through the bloodstream. This makes entutransoderm much more effective at converting to testosterone than trying to take this as an oral-based product. One of the reasons you may have acne on your back as a teenager is due to the concentration of the enzymes in that part of the body responsible for steroid genesis. That's the creation of steroids, basically. Other parts of the body, like the abdomen, like your abdomen, say your abs, they don't just, just don't have the concentration of steroid-producing enzymes like the shoulders do. So when the dehydroepiandrosterone is applied to the shoulders, it converts first to androstenediol and then to testosterone. These two hormones are very anabolic. When entutransoderm is applied to the shoulders, it will increase the rate of conversion into androstenediol, which acts as a cortisol controlling agent. Entutransoderm is going to be the strongest pro-hormone product you're going to be able to get your hands on over the counter. I designed it this way because, quite frankly, when you take this, uh, this ingredient orally, your liver is going to do away with much of it. It's going to destroy it. And then what little does make it into your bloodstream uh, through digestion, uh, you have no control of what enzymes come in contact with it. So it could be uh, converted into other hormones that are not going to be conducive towards helping you build muscle and get leaner. So using this pro-hormone and putting it right on the shoulders and upper back is going to make sure that, one, it doesn't get destroyed by the liver, and two, 
that it comes in contact first with the enzymes that are going to turn it into androgenic hormones that are going to help build muscle. So check it out, guys. Go to n2transoderm.com. That's n 2 that's N, the number two, T-R-A-N-S-O-D-E-R-M, N2Transoderm.com. Or you could just go to my website, needtobuiltmuscle.com, and look for it uh, right, uh, it should be right at the front, or just uh, just put it in, and just put it in the search bar. You'll be able to find it. It's a great product, very strong. You're definitely going to enjoy it. Now, without further ado, guys, I promised the Dylan Gemelli interview on YK11 at Rat 140, and uh, we're going to get right to that. So let's go now. Yeah, so uh, YK11 is one of those uh, new wave of SARMs, and it just seems like there's a new SARM or peptide coming out every six months nowadays. And uh, YK11 seems to seems to have got, gained popularity rather quickly. So, what do you um, what do you think about YK11, and where do you uh, place it in in comparison to some of the other SARMs and, and things out there? You know, YK11 is a good one actually to discuss. It's it's difficult because it it's hard to even classify it just completely as a SARM. You know, like. And we've talked about this several times, but you remember it was always just a couple, you know, it was 2866 S4 and then GW came along LGG, but there were just a few, but they were kind of similar, different benefits, but kind of on the similar wave of, oh, they're just designed to prevent muscle wastage, but 2866 provides your healing. LGD is a little bit more bulking, but still kind of the same premise. Then you start getting into these newer developed SARMs like YK11, for example, or even RAD140, not so much to YK11's extent, right? But they start to, they become more. So YK11 is a myostatin inhibitor, all right? And it behaves similarly to like, you know, DHT steroids. It's just, it's kind of a completely different animal. And one of the things about me that you know well is I, I'm kind of standoffish with stuff when it first, like I want like a year or two before I'm willing to get behind it or start preaching about it or start spewing facts. Because when something brand new comes out, you can't just go, oh, well, everything that's written about it or is said is true when there's not and it's not just studies because studies are great but you and i both know everybody responds to things differently and then i want to see cumulative effects of okay like 30 percent of the people are reacting this way or 50 percent, you know not just a few studies with 60 people that are randomly selected or that are selected with a state of mind of, oh, I want it to look like it came out a certain way. So I, I need time. That's why it took me a long time to even discuss YK11, to be honest. I used it. Um, I think it's been about a year now. I'm absolutely impressed all the way around with it. Really, really impressive um, for a variety of reasons. One of the things I'll tell you about it, too, is it kind of induces muscle, uh, muscle cells to produce more follistatin. And that helps to inhibit myostatin in the body, which then results in more muscle growth, right? So there's a lot to it, man. There's, there's, you got to really kind of get into it. And I've spent a lot of time reading and, and watching and, you know, reading logs and seeing how people's blood work came out and coaching people on it. I still don't feel like I know it even as much as I've done with it, like, like I do with everything else, but you know, those were out in what, 2013, 14. So, um, although I know a great deal about it, that's one of those things I like to keep learning and, and watching. Cause it's only been, you know, three, four five years. It's been, you know, more out there and in the, just the last couple of years, really, it's more prevalently used. So, um, you know, very interesting compound though, to say the least in terms of calling it a SARM. 
Yeah, it is a it is a steroidal selective androgen receptor modulator. It does look like a like a steroid on paper, and apparently that's it acts a lot of the same way. Um, uh, for guys out there that might not know this yet, uh, when we're talking about myostatin, myostatin is what regulates muscle growth in your body. It's what keeps your muscles from continuing to grow and grow and grow. You know, evolution doesn't really want us to have huge muscles because you got to then uh, consume a ton of calories to feed those. And having high caloric requirements is not all that conducive to uh, a species uh, really being able to survive long term, especially uh, with our body type. So myostatin is there to kind of make sure that muscle doesn't grow too big. And so that humans stay uh, as efficient energy wise as possible. So inhibiting myostatin is, is really the, the holy grail is what is what I think a scientist and are going to be focusing on uh, from the years to come, because that seems to be the best way, the best shortcut to muscle growth over most uh, most other things. Now, let, let me ask you this. And I, we've had this conversation in private before. I'd like to get other people to, to understand that why you said that YK11 is not one that you really uh, recommend for women or that you really think women should should be taking. Um, why is that? And, and how would you compare YK11 to for women, right? Uh, as far, uh, like as far as something like Oxandrolone or a Winstrom. Without further seeing many women use it, because if you search like around and look for women in YK11, you're not going to really come up with a lot here. And I can even tell you real quickly, because you just don't see many women that really run it. And something I, I'm and I've made this very clear. Um, in the past, I don't like women running any steroids at all, to be honest with you, not even Anavar. Um, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel like women, not that they are, it just, it doesn't seem like something in my opinion that a woman should even be doing. It just seems to have much more effects on them. Um, one of the things about YK11 that I did see about women was the kind of drastic changing of a menstrual cycle. Um, I've seen total loss of menstruation or um, very strange cycle behavior patterns. And it just has thrown women off kind of more so than anything I've really seen. The only other one that possibly does that is uh, MK2866. Um, and that's hit or miss with women. But this one... And what I've read, which isn't a ton, uh, you know, I've, you can go in and find some women that actually have put things out on message boards and, and forums and or different websites asking questions. And that's kind of the thing that would you will continue to see pop up is about the menstrual cycles and very odd um, attitude changes and the chances of like virilization and things like that from what I understand are pretty low. Um, I, it's not something that I would really worry about, but I just get scared on anything that's steroidal or has any kind of effect like that on hormones to that extent that male attributes could occur, even though in stuff that we know it won't, I'm just one of those hesitant people. And, and, you know, I've been, given shit called a pussy about the way I approach stuff, but I, I just prefer to be more cautious. Um, and if I, even if, okay, so let's say that we found out of a hundred women that took YK 11, five of those 100 experienced virilization, or let's just even say two, I would still, that would still be a huge red flag to me, to every single woman I talk to. I would, I say, look, it, it could, it's a, it's a possibility. And just knowing that's a possibility, I say, fuck it. Um, I, I, if, if, a, if a woman does want to run YK 11 and test it out, um, I would be very careful with the dosing. I generally only recommend 10 milligrams a day for men. So as a woman, I would be like in the 2.5 range, possibly five. Um, but I, I wouldn't go any higher than that. 
at all. And I would keep it more so to like a six to eight weeks as opposed to a man that was going to run it, you know, 12 weeks. I would just be, very, I, I would tread lightly, I guess is what I'm saying. So, but then again, I'm a little bit more conservative with dosing and, and um, hesitancy and being more careful. I just, I feel like people are too loose with that shit. And that kind of brings on that negative outlook. So like the way that the media portrays steroids or, you know, government or things like that, <clears throat> a lot of that and a lot of them getting that is getting misinformation from people that don't know what they're doing. And the people that don't know what they're doing are the ones causing all of this problem because then it makes it look far worse than it should be. So that's why I err on the side of caution so often and somebody doesn't like it, fuck it. You know, that's, that's just the way that I am. So, but yeah, I, I, I would, I would say be very careful and tread lightly if you're a female, if you're going to run it, but if you're intent on it, just, I would say do it very, very moderately. And, you know, you know, you know, one of the, one of the reasons I'm going to, this is a very soft debate about this because I, I wanted to ask you, uh, one of the reasons I don't think uh, women out there should be using steroids, definitely not women who are just doing it for, uh, for, for a hobby who just want to gain muscle a little faster. It's because um, steroids can change your voice. And once you stop taking the steroids, uh, all of those effects, all of those benefits from the steroids are now gone, but your voice right. is still sounds uh, not as feminine as it used to. Now in the case of YK 11, right? If we think, or we know that it can build muscle somewhere along the lines of something like, and Anovar possibly could, but it won't cause uh, voice changes or enlarging, enlargement of the clitoris or additional uh, hair growth. Sometimes those hairs get activated and they'll continue to grow. And now this lady's got to shave uh, in some additional areas that she didn't before the cycle, even after the cycle's all gone. So if, so if, we, if we could say, hey, you're not going to have those issues with with uh, YK11, uh, but you will have them with Anavar, which when I'm on the podcast, I, I say to women, it's Anavar is probably the only steroid I think any female should consider taking it if they really, if they really are taking. And obviously I make the distinction between just a, a female who's just doing it to, to look good as a hobby versus, you know, a girl who's winning trophies, trying to win shit and she's got coaches and she's got, dreams and hopes in this uh, fitness world. So I guess for the regular female out there who, who, who will want to dabble with something, why do you, why would you, uh, or, or, or am I wrong? It's, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm answering myself. Or would you say, hey, if you're going to go as far as using Anavar, use YK11 instead. I mean, what is your, what is your feeling on, on, on that? I hope, I hope I made a, I hope I asked a good question. I don't know if you understood it. <laughs> it understood it. I, I, was just sitting here nodding my head. Yes. The whole time, everything you said, I didn't want to interrupt because I, every single point you made top to bottom, I agree with. It's like, I, it was like me talking basically. And that's, but we've talked about this. So we already kind of know that with each other. I, I'm in the same exact boat. I don't even like recommending Anavar to women. You know, Rick, when I lived in Vegas, um, and I believe this was like 2013. I'm bad with my years, 2013, 2014. You remember when I moved out there and, uh, yep, 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 yep. I was, there was a place that I used to go to Botox to, Right. And, and I also went in there, I'd get massages and things like that. And so I'd see the same people there a lot in the waiting rooms. Anyway, there was a girl out there and she was in very, very good condition. You could tell she lifted to not like a big bodybuilder, but anyway, she ended up figuring out who I was on YouTube and stuff after talking to me. And we started talking. She had used Anavar, and I'm not kidding you, like 14 months straight. And she had a complete meltdown internally. She was telling me all about it. No sex drive. Like, I mean, it was, it was bad. And she was wanting me after she found out who I was to kind of coach her. And I said, I don't, think I can help you <laughs> like you need to see a doctor 
um, and go get that kind of help. That this, this is even something that because at that time that's something I had never you know seen or heard of. So um, no, I, I'm with you all the way. And yes, if you were going to make a decision between YK11 and Anavar, I would feel one million percent better about you going with YK11 as a female because I really don't see. And haven't seen zero reports of any type of virilization, male attributes. And what you said was one of my main arguments against Clint. You use Clint, you lose you lose weight right there on the spot. Of course, Clint's powerful as shit. But one, you can't stay on Clint long term. We all know that. Two, it's got negative short and long-term effects on your fucking heart. And three, a lot of people end up gaining more back after they're done than they actually lost. And like you said, well, when the steroid effects were off and you don't have the same results, but you still got all the side effects, then what? So it's like you weigh the risk versus reward, right? That's what I tell people with clan all the time. How can you possibly fucking tell me that losing weight for three to four weeks is worth all this other nonsense that's going to go on that could fuck you up long term? And make you in worse condition than you already were. Explain that to me. That, that doesn't make any sort of sense. So I'm, I literally, I agreed with every last word that you said. Everything. Yeah, I guess for, for women, I, I mean, we know on the flip side that there are better things. You know, if they're trying to lose weight, GW is not impacting on, on their hormonal uh, pathway, so sex hormone pathway. Uh, Osterin might be, a, might be a, a milder, better option if you're going to go with a uh, androgen receptor activation, uh, Austrian might be a, a safer option than YK11. So there are definitely yeah. safer options out there. But I guess, uh, yeah, I got my answer. I mean, you, if, if, it, if it was a toss-up, if it was a, a decision between Anavar and YK11 for this female that is just hell-bent on, on doing something, YK11 would be the, the safer, better option, uh, um, short and long-term, it seems like. If you ask me 10 times, I give you the same answer all 10 times, if that tells you anything. And it would be go with the YK11 for sure. Every time. Doesn't matter. You could reword it, rephrase it, fix it up, roll it in a fucking ball. I'm going to answer it the same way every time. Dude, so so let, me, let, let me ask you a little bit more about YK11 uh, and, and the actual applications for it. Now, uh, let's say I'm a male trying to build, uh, put together a good, uh, a good cycle. And I might yeah. do let's and I might do let's say uh, let's say I'm looking to cut, let's say I'm looking to cut, which is a little bit out of season for the time of year. But I've been doing plenty of content on bulky recently, so let's let's take the, the cutting route on this one for now. Um, I'm trying to cut. Uh, what would be a good way to incorporate? Let's say let's say uh, I've already I've already been using steroids and and I feel really good on primo balling, and I do pretty good on on I don't know trend masteron. And I want to add an oral to the mix. And my options for adding, oral, let's say I want to add an oral to the mix, like, like YK11. So put, put together for us, help us put together with the guys out there, a good kind of cutting stack or maybe recomposition stack uh, using YK11 ish oral and maybe some, some injectables, uh, steroids as, as your, uh, as your backup. And if there's definitely more SARMs that, that should be added, we can, we can definitely discuss it, but what would be a good way to incorporate it and bring together YK11 with some of the more conventional steroids we already know for, for a good cutting or recomposition cycle. So you already know the kind of cycles that I like. I like test primo and Anavar or test primo and Winstrol or test primo and basically anything. Right. Um, and the first first thing that comes to mind is test primo YK11. That to me would be a, just a, just a sweet stack. And I would go a step further and add RAD140. We're going to talk about that later because I'm absolutely blown away with with that. Might I mean GW for me is always going to be my favorite due to my running and and you know. But let's just forget that. Let's just remove that. S4 has always been my favorite. I think RAD140 might have taken that spot, but we'll talk about that later. But I think that if you went Test Primo, YK, and RAD140, and if you only want to do just the YK, it'd be great. But if you add the RAD, oh my gosh, it would be 
that would be my first boom. That would that that's right there. And then I think that cycle would do just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, if you want to go for a bigger recomp, well, then you would want to go test Deca Primo with the two SARMs. Um, that would be even better. Um, I love the test Deca Primo combination. That's just, and I've actually done videos on that combo. Um, you know, it would stack well with Equipoise too. So you could go test Equipoise YK11 or there again, I would I would generally keep RAD and YK11 stacked together. The synergy there and what those two can do together, that to me, that's one of the best SARMs duo stacks you could possibly ever consider because it does everything. Every damn thing is covered with the, just those two, literally. So if you don't want to, I like to run a little bit bigger SARM cycles because although SARMs are very similar in their base, like we want to prevent muscle wastage. There's so many different specialties. So, you know, like with the muscle hardening on S4 and the vascularity, right? The myostatin uh, inhibitor with YK11, but then also the, the, there's other things YK does in terms of the muscle hardening, which then in turn feeds off of the S4, right? So there's a lot of different stacks here that i would prefer but if you want to keep it nice and simple yk and red 140 and you're just gonna man i'm telling you i i stick by that all the way that would be that would be the stack are there any any benefits that maybe people don't don't understand of using yk 11 on a on a deep caloric deficit uh, let's say, uh, I mean, we know Primo for years has been the bro science behind it is that it may be the only steroid that allows you to gain some muscle mass while on a caloric deficit. Uh, do you, is there something similar that, that you've seen happening with YK 11 or, or I'll, I'll give you another quick example, uh, Trembolone, you know, if you're trying and Superdrol, if you're trying to bulk and gain mass, you got to eat plenty on those or your, your results are going to be negligible. There's some steroids some of these compounds where your caloric intake will really dictate if you can get the most out of it i'm not too familiar with yk11 shit not a lot of people are what is the relationship between caloric intakes say and yk11 and the way and the way it, it, it works oh why you can you can eat in a deficit with yk and still hold and gain muscle um obviously we know you're going to gain a lot more muscle if you're not in a deficit and you're eating and feeding properly but here, I mean, for instance, I'm not even using YK11 right now on my cycle. I'm, I'm doing S4, RAD 140, and um, uh, GW and ACP 105. And I, I eat in a pretty significant deficit just because I, I would have to, Rick, if I wanted to just eat at maintenance every day, I'd be about 4,000 calories uh, based on what I figured because just on cardio alone, I do almost 2,000 calories a day. Um, it's like 1700. And then when you factor in how hard I'm fucking lifting now, and I've still gained 10 pounds on this cycle. Now I will say in fairness, I had lost a lot of weight, um, with stress and things. So some of that I should have had, but it, my point is, is you can get away with a pretty large deficit with a lot of different SARMs and still not only hold muscle, but still added as well. And YK would, if you were asking me to pick the best ones to do that with, YK would be damn near at the top. Damn near at the top. I could make an argument for RAD and, and LGDs and those, but YK would be right at the top. So yes, in, in short, absolutely, you can, you can do that. So it's a good compound to uh, run during a caloric deficit to, to maintain yes. mass. Do you think it could build a little bit of mass the way people have, uh, the way people think uh, Primo Bowling does or not, not yes. that far? I, yes, I, I, I would, I would say right on par, to be honest with you. Um, but like you said, we, like we said, right at the beginning, YK on paper is pretty much a steroid. I mean, you, it is what it is, but I think we both know that. So it's not like we're making some huge leap here to say, oh, well, you could get this very similar, maybe even more so than with a steroid. I, I don't, 
that nonsense needs to stop in terms of what things can and cannot do. I mean, it, it's it's proven through logs and everything what people gain on YK11. I fucking used it, so I can vouch for it. I've coached thousands of people using it, which I can easily vouch for. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't have a big issue saying that it could have similar types of properties um, at all, to be honest with you. So no, that's it. That's an interesting one. What is a, a let's talk about dosages and uh, and cycles and, and run what how much a YK 11 uh, should a, a person run for how long for a good uh, cutting cycle? I don't really like to say to go any higher than 10 milligrams a day. Um, <clears throat> I, I just don't have any comfort with that. The, the half life is shorter you got to split the dose at least twice a day three times a day would be optimal um but twice a day i i think you'll get away with and be just fine um eight to 12 weeks definitely don't don't go over 12 weeks um i've seen people go up to 30 milligrams a day i i, I guess i would have comfort even up to 15 but i i don't think there's any reason nor need to go any higher than that to be honest with you you know how it gets, you get to a point where it's like diminishing returns based upon um, ha incorporating too many negative side effects. So there's a certain point where you're not gaining anymore, you're hurting yourself. And I don't, I don't foresee any reason to go any higher than that or to exceed 12 weeks. And you can still get, you know, I generally recommend 12 week SARM cycles. You can still do quite a bit on eight weeks with YK. Um, but I still, I have no issue going 12 with it. And I generally, that's what you'll see me recommend when I write cycles out. But um, yeah, no, no, no need to go any higher than that, brother. And, and two to three times a day on the split dosing, like for, okay, five milligrams, three times a day would be perfectly fine. And as far as our liver toxicity with YK11 or toxicity to any other organs, uh, what do we know about it? Uh, right now as far as uh what, what kind of toxicity we're looking at there shouldn't <clears throat> excuse me I'm talking too much there really shouldn't show to be any kind of toxicity i've basically anecdotally it's shown to have a little bit of increase in liver enzymes um nothing else like i haven't seen I will bring up the hair loss. We didn't, we didn't get to that. I've, I've seen reports of hair loss with people before. Um, <clears throat> but then again, that's if you're very, very prone to MPB, but in terms of toxicity, I've seen some people have some elevated liver enzymes. Um, not a lot else in terms of like blood pressure or cholesterol, few and far between on that. But I, I, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to run protectants, and this is not a shameless plug because you know I've been doing this for how many years, but I just run your EntuGuard and people don't realize the importance of protecting yourself and that any kind of performance enhancing drug could potentially negatively have an effect on your organs, even if they're not like toxic, they could still in some way, even if it's slight, and it never hurts to protect yourself. These aren't like, um, you know, alkylated steroids here. So toxicity of any kind is not going to be like with methylation and things like that. But I still think it's smart to protect yourself no matter what. And just knowing there's a possibility there of liver toxicity, you should be protecting yourself. It, it, it's a no-brainer in my view. So... Any other major side effects uh, someone could experience from a YK? Oh, but let me just reel it back. So 10 milligrams a day is about as much as you want to do. If you could split that up into four times per day, that would be ideal because it has a short half-life, correct? Three, you could, you could go 15 if you want, five milligrams three times a day, or if you want to keep it a little lower, 10 milligrams. I, three times a day would be optimal dosing. Uh, but like, for instance, S4. Three times a day would be optimal. I just do it twice a day, always have, and have always had tremendous results. I don't think it's that short of a half-life like SR9009, where I recommend dosing it so many times a day, but two to three times a day is fine. That's great. Now, uh, as far as uh, other side effects, what 
other yeah. side effects, external or internal, or some that can be seen or some that aren't quite seen or felt, should someone concerned be concerned with when it comes to YK11 use? I've seen some aggression reported with it. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember getting real aggressive on it myself, but I wasn't I was dosing it moderately. But I have definitely seen people that have reported that. I some of the things that I've seen too were some like um, kind of like joint weakness, tendon weakness in some people, not not a ton of people, but some people, hair loss, like I said, and then um, testosterone suppression. Not to the extent of a steroid, but it's 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 present. You're going to need a PCT. Um, <clears throat> one thing about a lot of SARMs is you won't see your LH and FSH go down. In fact, some people see it go up, even if their total test goes down. With YK11, you will see those drop. So that's why it's not a bad idea to run a full PCT with it. A lot of times we can get away with the mini PCT on the lighter suppressive you know, SARMs like 2866 or uh, to a lesser extent, LGD 4033, things like that. But this one, when you're, when you're hitting it all the way around, you, it, it's never a bad idea to run a full PCT. But those are generally the areas that I see the most side effects reported on. All right. So we are, um, YK11 definitely got, we got some good info on it today. We'll keep talking about it on future podcasts. Now let's make, let's start getting into a rad 140 a little bit and, and maybe start off uh, drawing some distinctions. What are, when someone is trying to construct a cycle, when someone is trying to decide what to take, when someone maybe is already taking these compounds and wants to understand some of the effects and side effects, what are the major differences to the, to the user in their system and their body and their day to day uh, between YK 11 and, and rad one, 140? There's some similarities there, um, <clears throat> even with side effects to an extent too, which we'll get into. Um, you're going to be able to run RAD at a higher dose, but that also, I mean, that's neither here nor there really. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, when YK, or I'm sorry, when oh, we were talking about YK, when RAD 140 first came out, you know, the main thing about it was it's supposed to be a replacement for TRT. Like you could use that as your TRT instead of test. Well, that obviously is not factual, right? But it can increase muscle mass. I feel more so than YK11 does, but they both have a real strong affinity for adding lean muscle. And there's, a, there's several studies. I'm not going to, I'd have to go back and get them and, you know, maybe I can post them on forums, but there's several studies that get into, especially with RED 140, that show really strong lean muscle gains in the, you know, a lot of them are rat studies, <clears throat> excuse me, but they, they have shown a lot of lean muscle gain. So that's one of the things that it does very strong fat loss. And I can attest to this because I'm using it right now, gaining 10 pounds and having absolutely no uh, body fat gain whatsoever. And in fact, I haven't really gotten it tested, but I feel like it's dropped. And that's a lot of weight to gain and maintain or lose body fat with. And RAD140 is definitely helping a lot with that. I can tell you that. It also has a, uh, it's very helpful in increasing bone mineral density. And it can also reduce prostate size. So that's a big deal. I mean, that can be a big deal to a lot of people. One thing I've never really talked about before because I just kind of read about this more recently, but, and, and please don't think I'm, I, I'm saying this is a cure for breast cancer, but there was some preclinical studies that showed that it suppressed growth of breast cancer uh, cells in vivo and in vitro models. So it was a pretty promising preclinical thing that they did on it. That's got to be obviously dug into further and, and whatever, but it's just something to note that was looked at and actually showed, you know, positive results there. That's kind of amazing. I mean, it really is. So I don't know, man. Rick, I, I have like a deep love for RAD 140 now. And I'll tell you this, I always study 
search terms and key terms and see what's the most popular. RAD140 is far and fucking away the most searched SARM term, the most widely bought SARM right now. Over the past like eight to 12 months, it's taken over, literally taken over, and with damn good reason. So I I don't know, man. It's it it's my new favorite, honestly, because the way it's performing for me right now, it's like wow. It's interesting because uh it's a it's a compound that helps you build muscle and it also helps alleviate some uh, problems with the prostate, uh some of yes. the growth in the prostate, and you get to kill two birds with one stone there. Because uh, it's what you know, guys over 40 is what we're worried about, is worried about having prostate issues over using some testosterone or using a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, it's, it's funny, but the, th there have been other compounds that have been, have gone into trials for, for to trying to find a, 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 an option for testosterone for TRT and uh, rad 140 is not the first one that they've tried. And from uh, some of these that I've read, it seems that uh, testosterone creates a healthy amount of estrogen and some of these compounds that have been tried, but didn't quite make it is because they didn't produce enough estrogen. They could actually suppress your estrogen, which long-term uh, for a man, is not a, it's not a healthy thing. You know, if you're replacing testosterone, uh, but you're also lowering estrogen, uh, you don't, you don't have healthy estrogen levels. It could just bring on a, a whole bunch of other problems. So uh, that that's real interesting. The rat itself was, was tried for uh, testosterone replacement. So RAT140 sounds to me like you're saying it could be used for both bulking and cutting, right? Which one do you think it's it's better for, it's better at? I definitely, cutting or recomposition. Recomposition, it is about as ideal as you're going to find. And I will throw that shit up against a lot and more than likely pick it every time so one thing i didn't bring up rick it's not like it this is its main thing or it's like so great at it's on its own but it does help with endurance to to an extent it's nothing like a gw or an sr 9009 but you know how everybody always wants to talk about equipoise and endurance and i'm just like oh i want to fucking go throw my head through a wall because you know how much i run and it doesn't it doesn't affect it like that i know when something really affects me, I would put it more on par with kind of like an equipoise boost, but it's still present. And that's just another benefit. And a muscular endurance is where you'll really notice it. I've really noticed it in that area with muscular endurance. Um, <clears throat> it's just, I, I, I'm telling you, I don't as, mean S4, to... S4 was the, was the king of, of muscular endurance for a while. How, how do you yeah. compare a RAS 140 to S4 as far as that, as far as that muscle stamina? No, I'm taking, I'm taking RAD every time. And that's hard for me to say because I fucking love S4. I do. But, hey, things come along and improve and prove to do more. And RAD is the spot, man. I'm telling you. It, it really is. It is. So, and I don't say that lightly at all. You know that. How about, uh, if we discuss this for YK11, what do you think about uh, RAT140 for women? I have less of a problem with it for women. I just, like I said before, run the dose more moderately. So, you know, I, I tell women five, 10 milligrams max with RAD140. You'll see tremendous results. That's all you need. Um, no need to ever go any higher than that, but I don't, I don't, I've never had a big issue with it for women. I've, I've not encountered too many women have the only thing I've seen a few women talk about was some acne breakouts with it, but that, that could be anybody that any type of hormonal change can cause that. So that's, you know, that's something everybody should be aware of with, no matter what, but I, I haven't run into too much other than that personally or read about. So I would definitely pick it over YK11 for a female. What are some of the major side effects or the major concerns anyone should have while taking RAT140? Well, <clears throat> the testosterone suppression, I, I guess, should always kind of be brought up first. 
Um, it's it's not YK 11s would be worse than RAD 140s for sure. Um, but it's it's one I, I I'm not going to say you need a full PCT for it, but you, maybe just a little bit heavier mini PCT. Some people will just run Clomid or just a test booster. I would say run them both. You know, in there, don't just pick one or the other. Run them both together and, and just keep an eye on it. But that that's always something. Uh, hair loss is something that is possible. Um, something to be aware of if you're more prone to, to MPB. Now, I have, because I always say they're not toxic, they're not toxic. I have seen more than a few reports about cholesterol uh, with RAD140. I haven't seen that on myself yet. I know people that have and people that haven't, but it's something to be aware of. You might want to keep an eye on that. Um, it doesn't convert to estrogen or anything like that, but it's it's something to be aware of always with anything that you run. The Just always monitor estrogen, monitor your vitals, monitor these things just to see. Um, other than that, not a ton. Just acne is always one of those things that you got to be aware of. I have seen a few reports of increased aggression, but then again, you can say that with a lot of things. It's not like a major side effect. Um, <clears throat> dosages, one of the things, I'll, I'll talk about the liver toxicity real quick. They actually tested it out and run doses 10 times higher than a normal dose. And no liver enzymes increased even at that amount. So that should not be an issue at all. The, it's the cholesterol that you might want to maybe keep an eye on. But other than that, it's not, it doesn't carry a ton of side effects at all, which is another reason why I like it so much, but that's about it. And uh, as far as the uh, dosing and how long one could take it and what to stack it with uh, for, you know, cutting, we're talking about cutting today. Cause you know, you're big cutting guy. So am I, you know, we like to have abs year round. So uh, yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. What, what dosing, uh, protocols, stacks, uh, length of use, all that good stuff. So the best dose on it is 30 milligrams a day, but I do understand that that can get expensive for some people. So 20 milligrams is perfectly fine, but if you really want to like hit the sweet spot, you're going to do 30 milligrams a day. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's what I'm doing right now is 30 because I can get it however anytime I want, but it's a longer half-life. You only got to dose it once a day. Now, if you're on the forums and you follow me, I get asked about cutting cycles more than anything. I, I think that's just in general, right? So when I'm giving somebody the best, strongest cutting cycle I can go with, it's going to be RAD140, S4, GW501516, and SR9009. The people that want to go up another level, I've been adding ACP105 in there. But RAD, you can, man, you can fit it into any way that you want. So you can, you can go cut, cut, cut with it, and you can do it all the way around. SR9009, 9011, uh, S4. These are all cutting, right? Run it with YK11, you can cut with it. I mean, it, it's awesome what it can do. When you've got compounds that are that versatile you can run them in so many different ways and kind of make it work how you want to based on your diet and training and rad 140 is like the best compound for that i mean it really is i could go on and on with different stacks and cycle plans man like I, literally endless so it, it's just any way that you want to run it, I can set you up a stack. It's badass. What, what, what are some of the benefits uh, of our RAD140 that maybe are, are better that outdo some of the older conventional steroids like, like an Anavar, like a Winstrel for its purposes? Like, why would you? Because I'm sure from the sounds of it, it sounds like you would, if you had a choice between running Anavar or Winstrel, you or our 
RAD140 in a cutting stack, you'd probably pick the RAD140, even though you kind of don't have to make a choice, you could use them together. But uh, yeah. let's say you had to, yeah, let's say you had to. What, what would be the, the reasons for, for that, just for people out there that are listening? Okay, so here's the arguments I can make. I'm just going to go ahead and, and play it both ways because I love them both. And I think I should always, if I want credibility, give you the arguments for both sides, right? So let's say we, uh, we, we're going to go on the Anavar side. I think that, well, actually, I don't think. I know Anavar is going to give you more vascularity. It's going to give you more muscle hardening. And that's not to say RAD140 is not going to give you all that because it is. But if we're going to pair them against each other you're going to get more with anabar you're going to get probably a little bit more strength um because i can tell you right now and you know this too because you've used anabar enough that bullshit narrative out there that oh anabar is weak or it doesn't do this that's fucking nonsense anabar makes you very fucking strong you can gain you're not going to gain 15 fucking pounds on it but you can absolutely gain five or six pounds of lean muscle on it and and it is very uh, suppressive and toxic. So that is all a bunch of nonsense. But anyway, you're, you're going to get probably a little bit more strength size wise. I, I would say they're pretty similar on what you, you can get from them. RAD 140, you could probably get a little bit more size with than Anavar. Um, but I think that explosiveness strength wise, I think you're going to get more with Anavar. Um, there's just something about being on a fucking steroid that induces that extra strength. Like you definitely know you're getting way more strength with SARMs. Like, you know, for sure you're on something, but I think that when you're on a steroid, there's just, there's something different that you feel. And so if you want that feeling, you're going to go with Anavar first. Um, <clears throat> here's the argument for RAD140. You can run it longer. So Anavar, you're going to want to kind of cap at six weeks, eight max. I'm never going to run an oral eight weeks, but that's just me. Well, with RAD140, you could go up to 14 to 16 weeks if you really want to push it. You're not going to have the toxicity uh, that you're, you're getting from Anavar. So the side effects are going to be a lot less. You're not going to get the possibility of like muscle pumps or like somebody like me uh, that, that in the past has gotten shin pumps and pains from orals and things like that, that really uh, could affect you potentially in a lot of different ways or back pumps. Um, I feel like a lot of times it's easier to get injured on a steroid. Uh, it's harder on your tendons, ligaments, joints, things like that, that you really wouldn't be dealing with, with, uh, RAD 140. Winstrel specifically, Winstrel especially will fuck your joints up if you take it long-term high dose. Absolutely. And that's something you're not going to have to deal with. Um, all of the toxic effects, you know, that you're getting from Anavar, you're not going to worry about with RAD 140. And so there's arguments both ways. RAD 140 is going to definitely still add muscle and vascularity. Anavar is just going to do it better. But, you know, you got to weigh out. Do you want to deal with this, this and this? maybe get a little bit less in this area, but not have to deal with this. Like, what do you want? What are you willing to deal with? You know, do you trust your source? How much money do you got? There, there's a lot of stuff that factors into that. Right. So, um, but that's arguments both ways I can make easily, but you know, you know where I'm going with it. I just fucking stack them together. Um, but if we have to pick when we got to make those arguments. Yeah, definitely. Those are very, very, very good points. Well, these two are some of the of the newer, I would say new ones, but they're not so new. They're not so new that we've had some experience with them. People have used them. They're in the market. So they're not that new where we're the first guinea pigs. But they're also new where they're not your old Austrian and GW that have been around now for over a decade. So right. these are interesting. They're definitely some new psalms on, on on the market the, it just it really seems like every six months there's a new uh a new letter with numbers coming out for people to try out and <laughs> i'd like to have you back again in, in a couple of weeks maybe a month uh to talk about some of the newer uh psalms that you've uh seen out there and and what yeah. people are using yeah i mean i'm using the acp 105 now and then we can talk about like uh lgd 3303 we got you know 
SR9011, RAD150, some of these um, newer ones like like the RAD150, for example. Well, the the difference there is that the 150 has a longer half life, so it it's that's the main difference on it. So longer term, it's it's nice. Like and for 90 SR9011, they have supposedly made that to be more bioavailable we can get into that bioavailability nonsense argument some other time but that th- there's tweaks that are being done to try to you know get these more marketable or, or more easily used so we'll go over all that but just a couple things to throw at you that i've picked up on and kind of you know learned along the way well we we've um what I'll do, uh, Dylan, is I'll schedule to have you back for uh, Elite Fitness episode 40, which for episode 40, I'm doing a nice, uh, nice big episode uh, to just commemorate our 40th episode of the Elite Fitness podcast. So I'll make sure to have you back. And any of you guys listening to this, if you are listening to the uh, episode as it, as it just came out, then, you know, you can tell that my numbers, uh, episode 40 will be coming up. It'll be uh in about a month, it'll be ready to go. If you are listening to this episode months after it came out, then you can go right now and look for episode number 40, where Dylan will be back and we'll discuss some of the newer kind of uh, cutting edge SARMs, the new ones that are on the market that are just hit and that we're just starting to learn more about. Uh, Dylan will will educate us on, on all of it. So uh, Dylan, a pleasure as always, man. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for your knowledge and, and for sharing uh, everything uh, with us. Uh, tell people how they can find you and, and come talk to you if if they want to uh, ask you about uh, their training, their diet, or if they want private consultations or anything. How can people get a hold of you? Yeah, it's very, very easy in a multitude of ways. So uh, the forums is the easiest because I'm literally on there seven days a week. So evolutionary.org, isarms.com, elitefitness.com, anabolics.com to the forums. Just look Dylan Jamelli. You can email Dylan at isarms.com and then make sure the YouTube channel is being rebuilt. There's already a ton of subscribers, ton of new content. Uh, it's PE Fitness, or you just type in Dylan Jamelli and it'll pop up. But PE Fitness, that's Performance Enhancement Fitness. So multitude of ways, very easy to get me, very accessible. And uh, we love to have people on the forums, especially come in and learn. And we all educate and help. So those are great spots to come. Hey, man, thank you very much for for everything you do for the whole community, brother. Uh, I'll have you back again, episode uh, 40. Uh, you guys out there, uh, if you hear this uh, when it was released, wait for that. If you are listening to it months later, then go right now. Episode 40. Dylan is back to talk about new songs. Hey, have a good one, brother. You too, bro. All right. So that was... That was it. It was a really good episode. I um, hope you guys learned a lot about these compounds. Um, there is definitely a lot to learn. So hopefully, you know, Dylan on the forums, if you guys have any other questions for Dylan, just come on the forums and you can ask them head on. Uh, Evolutionary.org. You could ask Dylan any questions you want out in the open. A lot of guys do, and you'll get some answers. Yeah. And these compounds, there's not much information out there about them. So this is really, I consider it kind of like early insider information because the very few information we have on these SARMs, like, you know, like YK11 and these other SARMs is, um, it's just not very accurate, you know? So getting the good information and getting the accurate information is, it's really, it's really gold it's, in my mind. So this is something definitely that you guys can uh, learn from and be able to use it as a weapon as part of, you know, your fitness journey. And that's what, that's what we aim to do on, on this podcast. Uh, give you guys these little insider tidbits on this stuff and uh, we'll have much more coming your way for sure. All right. Anything else, uh, Rick, you want to add before we uh, close it up? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. All right. Talk to you next time. Take care. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.